May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. It is good to be with you this evening and um, to be with you on a Wednesday. Um, Normally, this is an opportunity for Patrick to preach, but he gave me the opportunity to preach this evening, and for that, I am thankful. Since the pandemic has started, my wife and I have decided that we are going to wake up on weekdays um, around 7 and head out on a walk. And we have upped our game to where we're walking anywhere from five to six miles a day. And it feels really great to get outside and to do that and to have that time together. We, we walk from where our apartment is in the quarry down into Almost Park and then walk into the wilderness, into the trails um, within Almost Park. And um, it's fun to be in that particular space because there's a lot to look at. Um, we've seen deer, we've seen bunny rabbits, we've been um, abused by uh, mosquitoes um, one day where my back was just eaten alive um, from mosquitoes. Um, so we've had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but one of the things that, that always trips me up is, is I get lost in, in the wilderness. Um, I get lost in that space. I, I don't really know where I am. And, um, and so I, I go astray on a regular basis and, and because there's multiple trails that you can take. There's other places where the trail is so narrow that I have to really catch myself and walk kind of a straight line and slow down a little bit. There's other places where we go down into a ravine and go back up, or there's, there's bank and banks and hills that you have to take. There's another place where there's this rickety bridge that you have to cross, and you have to be very careful where you step. One day, I stepped in the wrong place, and my foot went through and broke one of the boards. Um, there's other places where there's um, a lot of open space, and, and sometimes you get really confused, or at least I do, of where to turn. And it's, it's funny because there's times where maybe I'll be the one in front, and, and I'll be going the wrong way, and Susan will be like, come back this way, come back this way. This is where you're supposed to go. I'm like, okay, thanks. That's, that's good to know. And I turn around and, and go back to where I'm supposed to be. There's other days where she's in the lead and, and, um, and I'll be behind her going, aren't we supposed to go left here? And she's like, no, 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 just this way. Come on, this way, this way. And so I find myself being thankful that Susan is with me. Otherwise, I might still be in the forest and not with you here this evening. She's basically my, my GPS, my global positioning system. Um, she actually is the one who discovered these trails and, and has walked them before I ever did and leads me in and out of the forest and along right pathways. And so it's, it's a joy to uh, be able to start the day with, um, with that walk. When I go astray on my walks, I'm often reminded of Handel's Messiah, where it, um, all we like sheep have gone astray, um, that, that beautiful, beautiful uh, part of, of Handel's Messiah. And I start to hum that to myself, um, and, and that reminds me that um, I'm so thankful that Susan is with me and can keep me on the right path. And so I will hum that song, um, and that helps me stay focused on where I need to be going. Isn't that what our faith journey is really all about? Walter Brueggemann actually says that there are three ways to live our life. One is to live with no shepherd at all, which is sure to actually lead to our demise. 
One is to live by following false shepherds, which actually causes us to actually go astray and to pick pathways that lead us um, in places where we shouldn't go. Or if you're following somebody like me following Susan, she might be like, hey, you need to go this way. That would be a good shepherd that's leading you along the right path. And you might go, no, 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 we're supposed to go this way. The third way of living is to actually follow the good shepherd, to actually follow and live a life founded in Jesus Christ. And isn't that what our life is all about, is to actually discern when it is in our lives that we believe there to be no shepherd and we need to return to the Lord, when it is in our lives that we are being enticed to leave the path by false shepherds and return to the good one, the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Savior. St. Peter reminds us in his letter this evening that when we say that we are followers of the good shepherd, when we are disciples of Jesus Christ, and in light of his, his birth and his life and ministry, and in light of his crucifixion and resurrection, we now live a new life, a life that is based on a new perspective, that when we are persecuted, we wouldn't return that persecution. When, we are, um, when we're hated, we wouldn't seek revenge. That, that Peter reminds us that, that our life is founded on something totally different, a new way of living that is very different from the ways that uh, we had lived prior to Jesus being in our lives. It's like that Jesus is that good shepherd, and he's poking and prodding us to keep us on the right path, but he also might be actually pushing us from time to time to leave the ruts that we have created and actually go into a new pathway, a new way of thinking. And maybe that's what Jesus is utilizing this COVID-19 time for us to be thinking about, to be praying about, well, what ruts have I gotten into that, that Jesus can't even push me out of because I'm so steeped in what I love and what I like and, and, and um, the traditions that I've built around myself. Um, and so Jesus might be saying, well, why don't you try something new? Take this moment to try something new, to, to do something new, to fall in love with me in a new and, and deeper and more extraordinary way. Why don't you be um, fully entrusting in the Good Shepherd? You see, Jesus as the Good Shepherd will not lead us astray. Jesus as the Good Shepherd will be the guardian of our soul, Peter says. I think that's absolutely beautiful and wonderful for us to actually be reminded of over and over and over again. Life is hard, and we will go astray, but it's not because of Jesus. It's because we've chosen to go against what Jesus really wants for us, or we've chosen to follow a false shepherd, or we've chosen to follow no shepherd at all and to go and think that we can control our own life. So during this time of, of pandemic where we're isolated from one another and, and maybe there's more time that we have on our hands, but maybe there are greater distractions that we're dealing with, 
The TV might be on more often, and kids are running around and, and screaming and yelling and, and having fun and those kinds of things. Um, there's the desire to get out of the house, but then that we don't really know why we're getting out and what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and so all of these things are colliding upon us, and then to add on to it, there's social media and the news that is a 24-hour cycle, and, and we can get caught up in all of those things. And the ruts that we had prior to the pandemic can get deeper and deeper, and we can get more more and more entrenched. And so maybe Jesus is saying to us this night, trust in me. It's going to be all right. I am the good shepherd. I won't leave you in the valley of death. I will lead you out of it. I will poke and prod you in ways that are comforting so that you will actually make the right turns that you will actually feel like you can take that courageous step out of the ruts that we've created and walk in paths of righteousness and grace and peace. We're called by God to listen intently to the voice of Jesus, our Good Shepherd, to listen with eagerness and hopefulness and and with, with great joy and satisfaction that when we hear that voice, we will actually follow. And when we say that we're going to follow Jesus, that we really will follow Jesus. And that means that we have to actually sit down every once in a while and, and stop in, in this crazy time that we're living and say, I want to follow you, Jesus and to turn our lives over to him once again, and to follow him for real. And what I think that means is four things. That we would love unconditionally. We would strive to love all people unconditionally, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself with with no conditions, that we would love unconditionally. I think it means that we are to give generously, to actually look at how we, um, how we spend our time and our energy and our resources and see how generous we really are with all of the blessings that God has given us. It's a moment that we can take stock in all of that and, and really um, gear up to how we can be more generous with how we give of ourselves. God wants 100% of who we are, not just 10%. It also means that we are to serve selflessly, to actually um, get out of our comfort zone and to serve those who are in need and who are marginalized in our communities, to not seek revenge or to seek hate, but to actually um, serve people so that they can be filled with, with hope and grace and love and peace and joy. And finally, in this moment where we're isolated and separated, we still can connect deeply love unconditionally, give generously, serve selflessly, and connect deeply. That might look very different than what you're used to, but I would encourage you to pick up the phone, write an email, send a text, um, send a message, whatever it might be. Um, Better yet, write a note. But can it continue to connect deeply with one another so that when we are able to come back together, We wouldn't look at each other as if we were strangers, but as if we were friends, fellow sheep on a journey with a good shepherd who leads us and wanders with us, loves us and cares for us and protects us. May that be so. Amen.